You are now tuning in to your new favorite podcast. I'm your host, Rosie, and this is The Rosie Perspective, where you're going to hear a little bit of any and everything. Now let's get into it. Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I'm back with another episode of The Rosie Perspective. On today's episode, I am joined by a special guest. I got Mo on with me today. Say what's up, Mo. Hey, guys. Now, Mo, I mean, for the most part, most people know Mo because Mo is very supportive in the podcast community. And that's how I came to meet and talk to Mo. I think I believe either from Star or Yash, which they're like the same people because they're best friends. So somehow I found you and I really like you, Mo. I'm like, you know, I have to have Mo come on here. So thank you for agreeing to come on and chit chat with me. Oh, well, I like you too, Rosie. (laughs) Thank you. Before we get into everything though, I do want to say two things. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell Mo. First thing is, Mo, I think you are absolutely beautiful. Like I... I love your features. Like every time you post a picture, I'm like, Mo is just very beautiful to me. Like in a non-lesbian kind of way, I'm just like, you're so gorgeous. So I wanted to make sure I let you know that I think you are beautiful, girl. I love your selfies. <laughs> oh, thank you. Those, you know, thank you. That meant a lot because like this week, they're really, you know how we get really hard on ourselves about little things. And yep. so that meant a lot for you to tell me that. And, um, those selfies sometimes take hours. I don't want people to think, that I'm just a natural selfie taker. But sometimes I take a hundred selfies to get the perfect one. Pretty though. <laughs> I love them. Every time you post a picture, I love when you have either long hair, short hair, you feel you post throwbacks. I'm like, you know what? I could have told you in your DMs, but I'm like, I need to let Mo in the world know. I think you are beautiful. So well, I appreciate that. You're beautiful too, Queen. Thank you. And also, uh, the second thing I just wanted to say is like, I love your spirit. Like, you know, you be tapping in with us or live and we be toxic and ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> and you know, me, Court and Yasha, then you come on with like, the vo- you're like the voice of reason. And I'm like, damn, bro, I wasn't trying to go that way. But now you make me, I'm like, all right. All right. So you're so like, you're positive you're logical I like when you come on because you do get that balance we be to the left and you be bringing us right back to the right so I'll be like shout well, out. you know what you're the only one that kind of be like you know what Mo that do make sense a little bit I guess Yasmin and Courtney crazy hot-headed behind be like right. um no no <laughs> Listen, I like somebody got to be the voice of reason. So I try to dimble and dabble. You come on and you mad logical. I'm like, Mo to the rescue because y'all have me out here by myself. So shout out to you, okay? <laughs> Thank you because Jasmine and, um, and Corey, it gotta, one of y'all got to be coming. Right, on. that's what y'all I'm Y'all all can't be lit. <laughs> No, you are not lying, girl. So thank you for that. So today's episode, y'all, we're basically going to be talking about parenting, a little bit different style of parenting based on a post that, you know, I had seen Mo post and I'm like, you know what? I wanted to do an episode about it. So here we are. So Mo, I know you posted something along the lines of, you know, you having conversations with your with your children and just kind of validating their feelings and taking their feelings into consideration with, you know, life things and anything in general. I believe if I'm not mistaken, you said you had asked either your children or one of your children. Um, I don't know, was it areas that you can improve or what they thought of you? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was both. 
Okay, so there's like this saying that people always say, oh, um, I'm not your little friend. You know, the black community. I'm not your little friend. I'm not your little friend. And, um, you know, I'm my son's little friend. I am his little friend. I'm also his parent, but I am his little friend. So what do you feel, I guess, about that saying in regards to your children? Like, I'm not your little friend. I'm your mama. I'm not your friend. Why not? Okay. Why aren't, why aren't you like, well, me personally, like I want to be everything to my children. So if at times that means being a friend, if at times that means I'm always a mother, that's not just because I'm saying, you know, I'm her friend. That doesn't mean that I'm taken away from being her mother. I'm always going to be her mother. But sometimes when I say, you know, I want to be her friend also, it's just, I want you to talk to me as if I'm your friend and you would be confiding in your friend because you think about it, friends are no judgment. When you talk to your friends, you expect no judgment. You know, when you talk to your parents, you automatically care what they think. So you kind of hold out. True. You don't want to be honest, 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 because you never want them to look at you in a certain light you know what I mean like you yeah. never want your parents to be disappointed in you so you kind of like hold back on the important things those little things that they're holding back I feel like those are the things that I need to know right I be wanting to know everything my son be like mom I be like yo I be asking questions upon questions because it's like little things that like you said it's the little things I know he's he has said to me he's like Cause my son tells me everything. Okay. Like mm -hmm. he tells me things, whether they're embarrassing, whether it's tea at his school, whether it's something that he's just like, Oh my God, you're a mom. You, I know you're going to say something, but, and he mm -hmm. tells me and I like it. And you know, I'm always like, make sure you're honest with me. He's like, I can be honest, but I can't be honest, honest. I'm like, why? He's like, cause you're my mom. I'm like, so what? So you are right. Like they, they want to be honest, honest. And I want him to continue to be comfortable, to be honest. Cause he'll say that and then he'll tell me anyways. He'll be like, all right, fine, I'll tell you, which I like because I want to know the little things. When someone addresses something, and I know as parents, we won't know everything, but I want to know more and more about my child. Therefore, if someone addresses something, whether it's um, outside of the home or at school, et cetera, I want to know my child well enough to be like, uh-uh, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because there is a lot, there are a lot of parents that don't know their children. Right. They, I know my child, I birthed child, I helped. But do you really know your children? Do you know them? Do you know them like how the world knows them? Right. You know your child, how they obey you in your house. They know, you know how they follow rules, et cetera. But do you know your child like the teachers know your child? Do you know right. your child like the neighbor know your child? Do you know your child? Like a lot of people just, they just, it's just this mentality that they have and I just I'm not with it I don't care how people judge me as a mother my whole like goal is to advocate for my children until they can advocate for themselves so Absolutely. if me by me doing that makes you uncomfortable I don't know what you I don't know what to tell you and no I wasn't raised like this right I was definitely raised in a um I'm trying to oh stay in a child's place type of environment you know what I mean like my mom was great but that's just how she was raised so right. I didn't have a voice if she wanted to um do something or if she wanted to buy me something even if I didn't want it I had to like it 
You know what I mean? So it's just, it's so, it's a learning process. And it people, is a learning process. Um, how old are your, how many kids do you have, Mo? So I have, I have four kids. Okay. What are the ages? I don't think I know a lot. They are 17, one turned 17 on October 20th. I have a senior. I have a 13-year-old who will be 14 in two weeks. And I have a 10-year-old girl also. And my last one is a boy who's three. Okay, so all I, right. I kind of like know all, you know, I'm, I, I've got a little experience in, you know, all the areas as far as age group. Yeah, it seems like it. And the thing is, like, as you know, I mean, I only have one child, but as you know, like, I'm sure despite the fact that you have a 17 year old and you have younger ones that have um, where she has also been that age, they're all different. So you literally have to have a specialized relationship with each child and kind each of go based on, you know, how they are, you know, because Again, I do have one child, but I've seen instances where people kind of try to treat all of their children the same, but they have to like continue to like reiterate, like I'm different. Like I know I'm, I mean, I'm one of six. I know my mom would try to do like, you know, different, well, the same tactic for everybody. I'm like, sis, uh uh-uh, like I don't Mm -hmm. look different than my sister, but she thinks it's like, you know, one shoe fits all. I'm like, no, so is that like a challenge for you? Like trying to like, okay, or, you know. No, you know what? It was a challenge for me in the the beginning because I was a young mom. I got, I had Micaiah, my oldest, when I was 19. I was a freshman in college. I was going to Estes County College at the time and her dad and I were like high school sweethearts I was 16 when I met him so um we we had to grow up really fast so when I had her I of course I dropped out of school and she became my life like I knew that I knew that my life was changing but I just sunk everything into her everything negative that happened to me in my life I dove, I, I dove deeper into her. Everything positive that happened in my life, I focused more on her. Like I, she was like my everything. And then um, she was a very outgoing child. That was the funny part because my middle one came, my second one came, and then she was like the calm to our storm. She was the perfect baby. She didn't give me any problems. And I always say like, God knew exactly what I needed at that moment. Right. So he sent me her. Because when I tell you she was just the best, best child. And then um, she's still awesome. But their attitude, as far as their energy switch, Makaya is very calm now. In the middle one of the hurricane. So I went from um, basically raising two girls to having my third girl and that was like a kind of like that's when I first went through postpartum depression Mm -hmm. um well that was probably when I was diagnosed I probably went through it with the other ones too but it had gotten really bad when I got pregnant with Mariah which is my 10 year old and then that's when I got my first diagnosis with the depression and um they started to like give me medicines and that like and I'm not it's nothing against medication because I feel like a lot of people do need it but right. I wasn't able to take care of my children on it. So I had to kind of like um, find remedies that work for me um, as far as the depression. So that's when I realized how different they were. Because before then, I was like, once you fit on. Right, right. I bet, I bet you did. Yeah, that's, I mean, my mom, 
being older, I think the older generation, they just like, listen, we just going to keep going down the line. New baby, uh, same tactic. We just going to make it work. It was, and, it, and I'm like, it worked for her. So I'm going to apply it to her. But then as they got older and I started to see their interests change, I started to see how one communicated and one didn't. I started to see like different things. And then um, I, I had that conversation with my mom, like, you know, that mother-daughter kind of like grown woman. Right. Why you do this, this and this and that? And it was something that, you know, I had to address with my mom because it was affecting how I was mothering my daughters. And I didn't want to anger, like I didn't want to put that anger towards them. I had, I caught myself doing a lot of things that my mom um, basically, you know, used to do to me, like not anything bad, but just what she knew, like, no, you I know I said I didn't have choices. I had to stay in a child's place. Like I started mothering like my mother. And I have a lot of my qualities come from my mother, even the good ones. But people have to be realistic. The bad ones come too. Right. If you're gonna accept the good ones, you have to be you have to take accountability for the bad ones. Don't just say, Oh, I'm like my mother, but you think you're like your mom. You think you didn't take any of her bad traits? Right. No, you're right. You absolutely right. You're right, because I mean, for the most part, I don't, like my mom or my dad, if I had to go with which one I parent, like I would say like my dad, because my, my mom in a sense too, but my dad was, he, until this day, my dad is my ace boom coon, like that's the homie, like I could talk to him about anything, even if I know he may be disappointed, but he's always had you know, that line of communication right. where if anything happened, I'm like, okay, I'll like, even if I got in trouble at school, I'm like, okay, I'll tell my dad myself. Like, I'm not scared because it's like, he right. opened that door and he would ask like, why did you do that? Like, why do you keep doing this in school or why this? And I would break it down. Therefore, even now as an adult, like we're still extremely, extremely close. And he's still the first person I call, but there are certain things about my mom in regards to parenting, because sometimes I'll do it to my son. And I'm like, oh God, like, <laughs> there she is. Like, yes. I know she was here, but she's here. I'm like, oh, yeah, God. you can't help it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's in you. They raised you. So, and that's kind of like where you just got to kind of step back and be like, okay, um, Monique, um, yeah, you got to kind of address this and you got to kind of make a change or you just about to fuck your kids up. Like you fucked your, like you, and I don't want to say my mom fucked me up because I have an amazing mother. But like I said, my mom did the best that she could with what she knew as far as affection she was a working single mom. My dad was deceased. She was widowed. She was raising a handicapped daughter. Um, she was raising four kids. One, my baby sister's handicapped. So she really never had time to really sit and individualize us. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, like you said, one shoe fits all. So I knew that, um, I knew what I lacked when I was coming up. I lacked that love and affection feeling. I had it, but I didn't have it individually. Like, oh God, like, me and mommy time. So I, I kind of like always make sure that I do something with them. And, and actually the post that you're referring to is with the, the 13 year old daughter. Um, and she's very like shut down. So oh, she is. Yeah. She, she'll communicate when she's mad, but it's not in a nice way. But as far as just sitting down, having a conversation with me about how she feels that's not her thing. Now, when that day, that particular day, she sat down with me and we never eat dinner together. 
but we were eating, I was eating crabs and she sat at the table with me and I kind of like took that opportunity to kind of like dig in her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And one thing about it, I'm going to tell parents this, um, you got to really have tough skin because kids are brutally honest. Who you telling? <laughs> you be like, yeah. and if you ask them a question and if they're ready to answer that question, they're going to answer with honesty. And I had to brace myself because you never want to look a certain way to your kids. You understand what I'm saying? Like you, you always want to be held to a certain standard. And I think that's what scares a lot of parents from having that conversation. But I always knew that I wanted to have this conversation with her when she was a teenager. And then again, when she was an adult. Mm-hmm. so um that night that we had that conversation you know she was real I mean if you ever meet my daughter like you will probably love her that star twin but <laughs> she's different than star as far as the mouth but um she was honest I mean I asked her how how she viewed me like when she looked at me and you know she was honest <laughs> agree with what I mean you may or may not have but did you agree with some of what she said did you understand okay absolutely absolutely you like hold on <laughs> um one thing she said was that she wished that I asked her she wished that I was more confrontational because her her she said that she didn't like how I let people play in my face I guess that's a <laughs> that's a term that you know the young people use yes, whatever. Like, ma'am. I know you don't appreciate how <laughs> how um I let people play in my face. So my question, my follow-up question to her was, well, how would you how would you want me? How do you how would you want me to respond? Um, and she was like, I don't, I don't want you to be mean, but I I feel like your heart is too good. Mm. And I was just like, watching on the sidelines, just like, oh, oh. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And like she, I mean, she's been, she's been, she said things, she said things to me in the past that about my my uh, mannerisms, like you know, that she wished that, you know. And I'm like, you know, I always tell her, like, you know, I try to teach my kids not everything warrants a response, right? Not everything warrants a response, you know. Certain things you just have to let go. You have to learn to pick your battles. But she's more of a high head like her dad. Um, me. And the older one, we're more like subtle. But you, okay. in her words, you're not about to play in her face. <laughs> 13 seconds, why you ain't playing in my face? Listen, sis. <laughs> oh my God, these things. That's like a good thing and a bad thing. Because for real, some people will try to play in your face. So I feel her on that. But you're right, you do have to pick and shit the battle. But I'm like, now, if a person was looking in, they would be like, oh, okay, she must be letting people, she's not even talking about, like, if we at the grocery store, we out. No, like, nobody ain't saying nothing. So she's talking about, like, situations that happen with friends and family. Mm-hmm. She feels like I give people too many chances. Like, you know. Like and you I give people too many chances? I feel like um I have in the past. Okay. I feel like that has been my one of my um issues in the past, but that's something like I said that I'm working on, not only for me but for them because knowing that that bothers them, right, is you know that that makes it bother me.
It's a commercial break, y'all. Now, tis the season, and if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all the hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save yourself time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, honestly. Whether you're selling online or running an office or a side hustle podcasters, y'all know how it is when we're shipping things out. Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking that trip, y'all. Listen, save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code POD, P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code P-O-D. Now let's get back to this episode. So, I mean, I mean, obviously parents that are listening do whatever you find feasible for you and your household, but what do you think about the parents that like still have the mentality, you know, especially with the kids of this generation, because the kids now a little different. Okay. But to have that mentality of like, you know, stay in a child's place, your opinion doesn't matter is what I say goes like, you know, I've had, I've had a situation where, you know, there's a man where he just pretty much he doesn't feel like he needs to, and I had talked about it on Twitter a little bit, like he, an example, he didn't feel like he needed to ask his kids how their day was. How was your day in school? Like, and I'm like, why not? He's like, for what? They would just tell me how it was. And I'm like, okay, that's something small, but why wouldn't you even, so they would never tell him because nothing happened. But I'm like, that's such a, I didn't even know that was a thing that people legit did ask, like, how's your day to their children and felt there was no need. So for me, I was like, okay, that's a little different. And then he also felt like, as long as his kids were respectful to him, he didn't care if they were respectful to their mom. He didn't care if they were respectful or disrespectful to their grandparents, to the people at school. He's like, that's not my problem. As long as they respect me, I'm not, I don't think that's how it works. Like what? I think that he are, he's going to raise a lot of girls, um, dysfunctional like broken kids become broken adults, period. Right. So I just feel like for him to say, because it's like, it's kind of like he's like belittling them. Like basically like they're not on his level. Like who are you? Who are you for me to ask you that? Like, who are you? Who are you to, why, do, why would I care about your day? And that's I think weird. that's crazy because kids like, I asked my son now he's 12, even if he says nothing, he's like, mom, you ask me every day and I'm going to continue because there may be something eventful. And now he, like, he does be like, oh, so-and-so got in trouble in school. Or he'll be like, oh yeah, we learned to do this. It's like, they want to talk about it. And I asked him the other day, like, do you like when I ask you? And he's like, yeah, I do like when you ask me how my day was. And I'm like, imagine your kids just never hearing it. And they're like, you know, 10, 11. It's like, oh yeah, my dad don't ask me. Like, why not? And for you to be an adult and you just like, for what? It's kind of like you don't matter. As a kid, that's how you feel. You know, it's just like, well, why am I asking him about his day? What the hell he had to do all day but go to school? Right. Do you know how do you know how trying it is for a kid to go to school and yes, they are children, but school is not just school. You're dealing with social anxiety. You have kids dealing with depression mm-hmm. that's never been diagnosed. 
You have kids with learning disabilities that's sitting amongst other children that's normal, um, you know, that does normal learning, but they can't even figure out a problem. And people are thinking it's because they just don't want to do the work, but they really just don't understand it. I agree. That's the first thing I ask when my, my friends that now have younger children, like, oh, my, my children's having um, trouble in school. And I'm like, but oh, she don't want to do her homework. I'm like, does she not want to do it? Or is she really having trouble? Like you really got to find, there is the difference between the two. So I agree with that. Yeah. you. I mean, you just have to ask these questions. You can't just, it's just so much going on in this world. I don't know as a parent and I'm not being judgmental because like I said, this is the way I parent. People call me um, crazy or not crazy, but you know, I have friends and family all the time that be like, you know, you just different. I don't believe in calling my kids bad. I never have. Mm-hmm. Um, they laugh at me. My son, oh, he's being really magical today. It just became like a, <laughs> magical. I like that. <laughs> it just became like a running joke. It's like, you know, sit your magical ass down. Like, you know, my friends <laughs> or whatever. Girl, listen, you got to be <laughs> I just don't believe in speaking certain things over their life. Um, I just feel like they're your children. You're free to do, do to them and raise them how you would like. But you're, you're raising broken children that's becoming broken adults. And now they're broken spouses and broken friends Hi. and broken teachers and broken office, police officers. All of this is what I'm saying starts from the homes. You have a, a, a little boy who suffers or a little girl who suffers from anxiety, depression, and anger issues. Now, this person is a police officer, never dealt with their issues. Like, you, now this person is a public service. Like, you know, it's just, it just is never, it's non-ending. So you really have to tackle those. I believe everything starts from the home. That's my opinion. So no, I, I'm, I brace myself for my, um, we always talk about like our parent trauma story because every kid gonna have one. Even if you did your best, your, right. your child is not gonna look back and be like, I had just the perfect mother. Yes, she might've been perfect for me, but there's gonna be something that you did that they did not agree with. Some people feel like, am I doing this parenting thing right? I mean, some people are doing it wrong as fuck, okay? So I am a little- Wrong, judgy. dead wrong. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Some of y'all are doing it really wrong, okay? Yeah, they are. But for those that are actually trying their best, like just know your parenting may not look like somebody else's, but as long as you're trying the best you can and it's specific to your kids, then you know what I'm saying? Like that's all you could do. But some of y'all are definitely doing it wrong. I mean, again, if you feel like your your children's opinions aren't valid or, you know, I'm not your little friend, good luck. Good luck. Cause you're going to be really in the dark with your kids when they're growing up, they're teenagers, they're adults. And you really, like you said, Mo, you really don't know your child. Like I, I never want to know. Them. I do not want to be that parent. And then another thing is like, even with, and boys and girls are totally different. Like I don't have a lot of experience with boys because my son is only three, but I know that when I look at him, I know when I look at my daughters, like my son, I want him I want when he when if he decides to marry, get married, I want to be given that woman a gift. Like I want to be proud mm-hmm. of my son. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I want I, I'm raising him to be that guy. 
Yes, I am raising him to be independent. I don't want him to be looking for a wife to take care of him, to watch. Like, I want you to be a partner equal. Stop raising these kids. Right. And then dropping them off on people while they broken and then everybody else got a damn deal with them. Oh, get me started, Mo. <laughs> I don't want your son dating my daughter if he broken. So what? You should have got him help. He right. look crazy. And um, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you have to think about the future. He's not going to be with you forever. He's not going to be with you forever. He's going to be in somebody else's household. He's going to be in somebody else's jail, somebody courtroom, somebody else's office. The world is going to have to deal with this child. And then you feel like, because you don't want to get your feelings hurt. You feel like it's validated that you don't ask him how he feels or, and I know a lot of people be like, oh, this fairy shit. Oh, you know what? All this going on in the world, we ain't had that. Yeah, we know. That's why that's Yeah, but that's baby. another thing. Like, why do a lot of people want our children to suffer or miss out on things that we had to? Why? Like, make it make sense, Yash voice. Like, that doesn't yeah. make sense to me. If I'm able to provide for my child, not even just financially, but with love, affection, I'm able to make things happen for him that I didn't get a chance to, whether or not my parents that just wasn't, you know, what they felt. Right, right. Like you said, they did the best they can based on what they know. Why would I deprive my child from that? Because I didn't get that. People stay saying that. And I think it's weird. They feel like it builds character. No, it's not <laughs> nice. I don't like. <laughs> but they feel like it builds character. They feel You're like right. if you if you um if you make your child suffer, then they're they're stronger. But okay, you can there's ways you can teach them, you can give them work as, you know, work ethics and then still nurture them. Right. Like you can nurture your children. There is nothing wrong with loving on your kids. I don't know who sets this age limit up where you have to stop loving, especially on little boys. Like right. you can nurture your son. Please women, if y'all listening, nurture your son because y'all sending them out in this world broken. No, you can nurture your son. You can do that. Like I've dated some dudes where, you know, we do have deep conversations. And then, you know, when you start talking about their childhood, you realize, okay, shit was fucked up in your house. And yeah. um, they tell me a bunch of things where I'm like, have you ever like spoke to your pen? No, I would never tell my mom this stuff. And they're adults now. And they still would never break down and talk to their mom about things that they're comfortable telling me. And I'm just like, there's so much to unpack. Like, like you said, low key, no shade to the men. I understand. But yo, they really will bring their problems to women and vice versa. Some women will bring yeah. their problems to men, but like, listen, outside, okay, you're a child, you can't control it, eventually become a teenager and then an adult. It is your job to attack all these things and challenges that you, you can't just be putting that on somebody else. And a lot of these broken people a lot. that are putting this burden on other people. Now you in a relationship and you feel like you got to be a therapist for some shit. Like you should have talked to your mom or your dad about like, why are we here? How about this Rosie that you can still talk to your mom and dad about you and right. get healing, but you won't do it because you're scared of hurting their feelings yet, but you're hurting. Me and Star was just having this conversation yesterday. She had mentioned something to me and I was like, and we said something about just like me and you just said, well, it's what they knew. It's how you were raised. I forgot what we were talking about. And she was like, you know what, Mo? At a certain age, you got to kind of stop saying it's how you raised. I feel like at a certain age, you need to take accountability. Right. And I was like, you know what? You absolutely right. You absolutely right. 
So we had just like had that little, it was like a little conversation. I can't remember, but she had just said that to me, like after a certain age, you got to stop blaming. Okay. Your parents did that, but now what are you going to do to fix it? Which makes sense. It makes sense. And that's what like everything, like everything, like you said, even with your parenting, you said certain things, you know, you take from your mom, good and bad, but at some point you have to say, okay, let me talk to my mom because whatever is bothering me is now affecting how I parent based on this unresolved thing that I hadn't talked to my mom right. about. And you took the initiative to do that. Some people not do, oh, I'm not talking to my mom. She, uh, okay, now you. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, kids for right Okay, me and my mom close, but let me tell you, she did not receive that well. <laughs> they don't receive it well. They gotta be sad, child. Don't think that I went to her and it was like, Mom, I feel <laughs> XYZ. And she was like, Come here, baby. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> was not no, was not received well. Was she was very defensive because she felt she was she was a she was and she was a great mother. She felt like she did everything that she knew how to do. And I was basically slapping her in the face saying it wasn't good enough. But I it, I wasn't. yeah, you, you have to, because yeah. you find yourself like, you didn't think that was wrong. And they'd be like, no. So what do you know that saying that they say, what perception is your reality? Mm-hmm. Y'all live in the two completely same lives. <laughs> your perception is completely different different from hers and that's where the defense comes in because trust me I've had those conversations with my mom and it, it ends with her like oh you don't appreciate nothing I'm, like, I don't yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you on the back and how I felt and even at this big ass age she's still like whatever girl but I'm gonna still get my shit off and she's still gonna listen and I do feel like you know it gives me insight as well because honestly there's certain things where and I think you you could understand this as well. Okay, let me ask you first. Do you feel like being an adult now, you've had like conversations with your mom where like you just kind of understand her her perspective on yes. what, like yes. but you don't know that as a kid or a teenager, whether you know, because me and my mom used no. to be but now that I'm 33, we've had such deep conversations with yes. like I get an idea of why, you know, despite some of her fucked up ways why she's like that but I had never known so it's like yo you have these deep ass conversations with your parents and sometimes you find out like they had a rough life too like there's a they reason. had it hard they I, had it they were like that whole generation was just emotionally numb like right. they weren't allowed to be weak or feel nothing and then the ones that were like on God was wound up dead addicted to heroin mm-hmm. and just fuck out of their mind psych so they had no tools at all they had no tools at all and another thing my therapist told me um which made perfect sense she said you're gonna talk to all four of your children and they're all gonna have all four of them gonna have a totally different um memory of how they were raised yeah like absolutely so i was scared of that too because first thing that popped in my mind is, is one gonna feel like I loved or showed one favoritism over another. So now I incorporate that into our conversations. I let them know, especially the oldest two, I let them know. I said, listen, there's going to be times where Kamaya may need me more financially and Kaya, you may need me more mentally. And you guys just have to understand that as a mother, I'm only one person but I can be there for all four of you, but your needs are different. 
So you may see me doing more for her financially because that's what she needs as far as yeah they were like okay like I've I've always like my kids are I've always had these conversations though like I said since they were little Mm -hmm. like I started it because I realized some patterns and I I didn't want that so I started to do the work myself and then that's when I would talk to them and they would be little. And I even told them that about each other. I said, if I leave this earth today and tomorrow, you guys need to know that you are all you have. Mm-hmm. You may, Mariah may get on your nerves, but you have to be there for your sister. Like if I'm not here, you guys have to look after each other. Like even if she get on your nerves and she do the most stupidest thing and her choices, you can't understand. You have to, you have to put yourself in a situation where you're always available for them. You have to. And I know it's tough. And I think what you said is right, which is also something that I've done, is you stated that you have started talking to them ever since they were young. And I've done the same with my son. And I think that's good. Because now that he's 12, he's a preteen. You know, he does talk to me. Obviously, sometimes it's a little less than others. Because, you know, preteens, they're kind of like, oh, my God, yeah, school is fine. Or, yeah, no, nothing's wrong. Meanwhile, you can see their whole face, something's wrong. But they will come circle back and be like okay well this is what was wrong but I feel like if parents try to start that later like if you think you about to start that at preteen teenager you're fucked these kids are gonna be like all of a sudden like Look at you like you dumb. yeah because why would I talk to you right you don't even know me like you can't understand me right like, so you, you parents yeah, and I'm never going to know everything about them because they're mm-hmm. only their mother. They're always going to hide something. Absolutely. But for the most part, but for the most part, like, I try to know my kids. I try to. I'm not saying that I know everything about them. Before your posts get flooded with, you, nobody know they kids. Right, right. There's always that one motherfucker yeah, that's going to try to yeah. be literal none of us completely know none of me. us are gonna know them my dad and my mom could be like they know me and they do to a certain extent but you know those things i was right. doing they have no fucking idea about they them. don't have no idea right. they have no so you can say like and when i say i know them i know their characteristics i know right. things about them if you come and tell me one of my kids you don't have to say a name if you say one of your kids did this i could tell you which one did it because <laughs> that's how i know my kids Right. Whether it's something good or bad, like I just I it, I made it my business to learn learn their characteristics. So I'm not saying I know everything about my kids, and I'm not saying that I only want to be a friend to them, but I do want to be their friend. Um, Cruz, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, that's not traditional, or that's the problem with parents. Well, I'm the problem because I want to be my oh, kids. No, me too. I'm not, uh-uh, I'm his mama and I'm his little friend. You, yes, I am. Okay. Because I do feel like you should be able to know, like, you know, the characteristics of your child as best as you can, however much they want to share with you, of course. And I feel like, you know, a lot of parents, I don't know. I, okay. I only have one. And I keep saying that because I only have an experience of, with one child, but some people don't realize like how hard it is to be a parent. Like I know people mm. in the internet with no kids, they be like, oh my God, this is so funny. Or your kid's so cute. Or they see other people's kids and they be like, oh, that's going to be my child. And I'm like, y'all, like you're literally responsible for a whole human being. And that shit is low right? That shit is scary, even though I've been doing it for a while now. Like when I think about it and I sit there, and I'm like, yo, I'm dead ass responsible for this person. Like when he goes responsible, girl, forever. 
even yes. when he gets older, right. like the like I see some women who lost like their sons, grown as men. Like I, I have seen women working in the ER, um, grown as men come in and they're gone, and you have to tell their mother. Like I've seen women buckle, be no matter what, that's still her baby. Right. Right. She's never gonna see him as being a grown man to her a mother is going to protect like you know what I mean it doesn't matter right. the age. so even if he's married or if he's out of the house and just living life you know what I mean like you're always going to have that fear of them never returning home to you you understand what I'm saying so even the good and bad things though what's the first thing we say if somebody has no mannerisms Mo where we go uh-uh their parents ain't raised them right like who raised them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do something good oh my god like your parents really raised you right you're so well-mannered you're very you know um you know you say positive things like oh my god you're so caring blah blah like you must so it's like whether it's good or bad like people are always going to go back to like you were raised right oh uh-uh, that person was not raised correctly because it's on you like so of right. course you know, like, like, say, say, like, okay, perfect example. When I was coming up, like the girls, we were taught, like, I would hear, I would hear older women. These are older married women, have been married for years. I would hear them say, "Yeah, look at such and such. She doing this." They would list, they would name a list of things, accomplishments. She got this. She bought that new car. She bought that house. She got a college degree. To, but she still can't keep no man. Like, right. it was just like, damn. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was like men just validated you. Like, if you couldn't keep, mm-hmm. well, I can't keep a man. He didn't want me. Like, why do <laughs> I have to keep him? Like, I would literally hear women be like, but she can't keep, like, the man was like the ultimate prize. So me, I tell my daughters, like, you're the prize. Right. You're the prize. Like, make yourself so high. Like, put your, set yourself on such a high standard that when you come in, like, a, a man is not going to feel comfortable with being just doing the bare minimum. Right. Like, he's going to want to excel. Like, oh, no. Like, I got to set my game up. Right. Because right. she on a different level. And, I, and that doesn't always mean financially. I'm talking about mentally. I'm talking about financially, be able to take care of yourself. Don't go into nobody's life when you all messed up in the head and you don't, and you know, right. I'm talking about all well, well-rounded, but that was the thing when I was growing up, girl, she can't keep no man. Right. I feel like, and that's what I grew up with. So it was kind of like, I went into my relationship, my marriage with, can't keep a man like gotta right. keep a man gotta right. keep a man right. gotta that keep is definitely a man. A mentality and that's where you know it is different now because we'll be like well i'm i got my own company i got my own this i got my own now I, listen if a man can come and be kept then it's all right but if he don't want to be kept then that's fine too where the mentality now is different and it's it's funny because like you're having these conversations with your daughter and i'm having the same conversation with my son so i don't you know better. 
Like a lot of people, not only am I telling him, you know, what he should or shouldn't be doing, you know, in order mm-hmm. to be uh, a gentleman to women and treat them right as well. I'm also letting him know what not to accept as well. Like you better. Me. So so I said, don't let nobody here. make you feel less than you are. And that started yep. in school. I don't care if it's girls. I don't care if it's your homeboys. Because people will tear these children down. You better. You let them. Okay. And I need him to know, like, listen, don't don't let no girl. And I know he's not quite at the age yet. But this is the age they're going to start, you know what I'm saying, looking and talking. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's natural. But the thing about it is, you got to have that conversation with your son. Because right. you have women that's telling their daughters, um, you better get you a good man and he can take care of you. Right. So you need to be able to, he needs to be able to fish those out. Right, not gonna be able right. To We're not going to be able to pick who they date. That's You're a right. good one. But at least you know you gave him the tools that when he's ready to settle down, she went to the game. When he's ready to settle down, at least you you have that hope in you. Like, okay, right, right. I gave him this, like at least he's paying attention. He saw the type of woman I was. He saw, he saw, you know, what, what, um, I, I dated. Cause that makes a difference now. Right. People don't think they can't pay attention. They do. They definitely um, he saw what I looked at. He saw that I didn't take care of men. He saw that I didn't get beat by men. Right. You know, things like that. And then hopefully, you know, you'll be like, okay, well, I feel better with him going out there because they, they will, let me tell you, they will have your kids out there stressed the hell out. Girl, who you telling? And them, and they ain't got nothing going for themselves, and not nothing. To piss in, but you got my kids stressed. Like, uh-uh, we need to start. And I don't know if people are or aren't, and I'm sure it's different in different households. But I do feel like a lot of the talks are more so with the girls, and not enough with the the, the little boys. They need to be with the boys. They need to be. They do they because women, be. you know, even from a kid, oh, if you don't do this, oh, you didn't wash the dishes. Oh, when you get married, you gonna have okay, all this conversation. But the boys just be existing, like, no, you need to also yeah. like have these conversations on how they could be, you know, a future husband if they choose to be, or a future boyfriend, like whatever the case is. Like, we have to also have these conversations with our boys. And I don't know if enough people is doing that because the niggas out here, child. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna have to throw it out. Of like, I know you fucking lying. Hold <laughs> on, girl. Okay, so listen, parents, don't just have these conversations with your girls. Talk to your sons, and also talk to your sons about you know being secure with themselves as well. A lot of insecure yes. men. Are- not to be funny like a lot of them feel low about themselves whether it's looks whether it's where they're at whether it's you know just things and it's like have them build confidence just like we do little girls like okay you have to you have to you have to and i i love like i love kids i love if you like if you when you finally do meet me face to face like hopefully it is an affair where there's some like some of our family there like me mm-hmm. and but Mine, like, there's no my husband's niece and nephews or my niece and nephews. Like, there's none of that. Like, from different. Like, my nieces and nephews, I'm auntie. Like, he is maybe the out-in-law. Like, starting <laughs> so <laughs> Like, I've been, I'm just that aunt on day one. Like, I don't care what I'm going through with your mother. I don't right. care what's in my, like, I'm just one, I'm just the advocate. I advocate, I advocate for all children. Um, and including my own is sometimes it's hard for me to do it for my own children because they are my own but I always my kids know they know 
they have an eye on call anytime. If I'm not, they feel like they can't talk to me, you know, they can call any one of their aunts, they can call my mother, they can call any of their grandmothers, like they know that they're free. And my children are very vocal. They are, they, they know what they want to say and they say it. So if they can't talk to me, I just, you know, I, I always encourage them. Like, if you feel like I can't understand or if I'm that mad at the moment, your dad and I call one of your aunts or, you know, whatever. But yeah, as long as they have you somebody. have to speak life into these boys because yeah. these girls are using these, like, these boys are used up. Y'all talking about the girls used up? These girls are like beasts, okay? Right. They are trading in, breaking their hearts, and they asking questions like you, intentionally you, 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 low, you low on my oh you can't do this or oh, you can't do this for me you can't oh ain't no need for you like this is how they come in so if y'all not having conversations with y'all boys and not just telling them to get them a pretty girl or a mixed baby because you know that was the thing that don't get me started okay okay that was the thing I, I had a light-skinned friend and she was like always she was light-skinned long hair and thick so she was always first picked. Mm. Um, and, you know, she she just was, everybody was like, they wanted to have a baby by her. And we as women or little girls, we took that as a compliment when right. really we shouldn't have even been like, we should have been like, baby, like, you know. Right, But right. they was like, you know, they wanted to have a baby by her because they want their baby to have pretty hair. They want their baby to be light-skinned. Then you got some mothers who have light-skinned daughters and dark-skinned daughters, light-skinned sons and dark-skinned sons, and then it's colorism inside the household. Yeah, there's so many. Like Rosie, we could go so many ways. We ain't got enough time. And Girl, who are you telling? I'm like, so many. It could go so deep, like because colorism is real. People don't even believe in that, and really that goes is. on on a daily. It really is, and you've seen me. Obviously, I'm I'm brown-skinned. I've had a right. dude um, that I talked to. Um, a hot minute ago and he was just like you know the conversation that came up after a while I you know eventually meeting mm-hmm. or whatever the case is and he's like I don't think I want you to meet my aunts or whatever specifically his aunts I'm like why he's like he's like I know it's gonna sound fucked up but they're mad ignorant he's just like like they would consider you too dark-skinned my dude, he was black he was black he's probably don't matter. he That's was probably your complexion so it's not like he was Right, don't and matter, I, Rosie. Those yeah, are the, the black ones, the tar ones, the ones that's black, and I'm saying that in a beautiful way. The black ones, those are the families that's teaching them to go get the light girl. Those make are the it make sense. Make it make sense. I might listen. Raggedy ass auntie the fuck out. Okay, but I never met her. But see, I was just like, but they. It was my first instance ever hearing that. And I was like, I know it's a thing, but I've never heard it before. But he's oh, like, because no. he didn't it's really know those aunts, but they, he lived with them. And he's like, they just mad ignorant. And he, when he said that, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely don't even want to meet them because I'm not going to be able to not cuss them out if they say something, you get what I'm saying? Like based on, but Absolutely. like I should be, that's a, one of the reasons and that's it's not just for complexion but that's one of the reasons like i don't really have time for white men like that no shade like i don't have time for, and i know that's not the case for everybody but like that whole you know okay I'm in here. yeah okay but i gotta worry about that from another black man and his black family I'm and, black. <laughs> and let me tell you i thank god that's one thing i do thank god for my mom is very fair-skinned like my mom is fair-skinned 
my grandmother is fair-skinned. Like, I come from a very fair family. My dad was chocolate. So I came out brown. And my sisters are light-skinned like my mom. And we are like a whole mixture, like, in my family. Mm -hmm. I had never... I had never uh, went through colorism in in the house because the way we were raised is that we were just fine. Like they, it didn't matter. Like they right. were just like, we fine. Like the women in this family is fine. And I never understood when my mother would get upset when she would come pick me up from school and they would be like, they would send a lighter kid to her or the Spanish kid to her opposed to me. Mm. But mm. now as, as you know, when I got older, and then um, she started taking like my kids out and stuff. And then one day somebody asked her like, what was she? And she got really upset. And I was like, well, my, you know, you really, she was like, but you hearing that all your life is annoying when you're black, when they think black people don't look a certain way. Like okay. annoying. So I never went through colorism at home. And I thank God for that because like my, as far as like self-esteem, my mom and my aunts, it was five, my grandmother had five daughters. so they were mostly light-skinned. So they always just told us we was fine. It didn't matter. Period. Color never came up. It's when I got outside in school and then I got the light-skinned best friend. And it was like, get you a light-skinned. Get you a light-skinned. And I was like, well, what's the difference? Like, you know right. what I mean? That's when the self-hate come in for little girls. That's no, when the self-hate. My hair my my is not straight enough. My hair is not long enough. You know what I mean? Like my hair, now the thing is, my hair not curly enough. Remember that? Right. Before right. it was like, hey, hey, hey. the shit I used to try to be doing to make my hair curly. Like, bitch, you ain't got curly hair, but I used to try. I got gel. I'm trying to scrunch it up and shit. Like, girl, bye. Okay. Exactly. Like, everybody don't have curly hair. And it's like, well, I'm black. Why don't I have curly hair? Motherfuckers walk around here with 4C hair trying to compete with the girl who got. Whatever, see, whatever, whatever. You right, know, I don't know right. the girls, but you know, y'all know I'm creamy crack all the way. Okay. But you know, <laughs> but, you know it's just always a, a competitive thing. You teach your daughters like that's your sister, even if she, even if she's from another mother. Embrace right. your sister. Be happy for her. Compliment her. Tell her she's pretty. You like her shoes, even if the bitch don't tell you where she got them from. You wearing them shoes, sis. Right, it's okay right. to tell another woman that she's beautiful. Boys, if you see another boy doing good in sports or even in school, yo, you quit. It's okay to compliment. Right. What is the problem? Like, right. by you complimenting, is it taken away from you? That's why I used to tell my daughters. If you compliment her, is something leaving from your soul or something? Nope, but like, you know what it is. It's all the insecurities that they refuse to deal with, and it shows up in many different ways. It's, I know that, and that's crazy because it's like, okay, my daughters would get in the car when they were little and they would be like, I, I liked her shoes. And I would be like, well, why didn't you tell her? I would straight pull, roll the window down, tell her you like her <laughs> shoes. Like, yeah. it's nothing wrong with that. There's, right. nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with saying, Rosie, you, girl, you doing this podcast shit. Like, girl, I could see you high, high right. up here. What is wrong with that? I don't right. understand that. But Women, we were just taught, like, in our household, like, you know, it's a secret. If you're doing good, keep your yep. secret, girl. For real. Honestly, till this day, like, if I said, like, 
I got a job interview. Um, and I'd be like, okay, da, da, da. and I'd be like, yeah, I was talking to my friend, but my mom be like, why you tell her? I'm like, what the fuck? You think she's going to make me not get the job? Like, she's like, you're not supposed to tell people you're going for a job interview. I'm like, I can't even talk about an interview. She's like, no, no. I'll be telling people where next thing you know. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, she may get the job. She might go and be like, right. let me go to Walmart because Rosie just got hired. Right. I'm, I'm like, but the friends I'm talking about ain't raggedy. Like, I know who to talk exactly. to, but you know, that is the thing you absolutely right like uh-uh don't tell and I get it sometimes because you know negative vibes and but you have to know who to talk to again so I'm not about to first of all I'm trying to x out shady people in general okay but absolutely certain people you talk to certain things about because you know they may not be in a place in their life and how the fuck they I've had friends that are unable to be happy for you so mm-hmm. why would but I check this out you? Rosie let there's another spinoff our parents have had girlfriends, friends they be they've been friends with for years that they've been experiencing that with, and Absolutely. they still friends with them, and they right. teaching us <laughs> that it's okay to hold on to toxic you people. Right, you absolutely so, right. You talking yeah. about their friends? You be like, hold on, <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> you and Miss Teresa, y'all done been friends for thirty eight years. Soon as y'all hit the door, both of y'all talking about each other. <laughs> Telling me you can't tell Miss Teresa this because she always trying to compete. Girl. 38 years, sis. You can't give me no advice about toxic friends because you and Miss Teresa is toxic. Right. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is what this is the stuff. This is the stuff that we like. I didn't want to teach my daughter. If you right. don't feel, if you don't feel somebody is valuing you, period, friend cousin mother father husband boyfriend then if they can't value you and love you how you want to be loved how you deserve to be loved then then it's okay to cut ties and move on without having beef right okay and you can learn that at any age young age big age i'm right here now and i've been having this conversation with other people I have people calling me like this situation I'm like okay at what point are you going to realize some people got to go doesn't matter what they are to you family friend whatever if they're not serving you well they got to go and I even teach my son that now at his small age like he would tell me this yeah. friend, uh, I'll be like uh-uh he has to go and he'll be like yeah I'll talk to him no more because he kept doing xyz and I told him I didn't like it yeah he gotta go okay like start from a young age that's right? it teach people how to treat you like they say and also teach your kids how to be friends. Right. I know a lot of y'all parents are, are um, y'all kids are mosquitoes. They suckers. They <laughs> sucking the life out of other people's kids because they never learned how to be a, a good friend because they watching their mama and their daddy be bad friends. And y'all never told them what it is. And it ain't all about them all the time. Right. And y'all need to tell them to stop but um fucking with people and stop being suckers because right. they sucking the life out of people. That's another thing. Like you have to take if you want to text the subject of your kid not being not having good friends, you have to also ask, okay, is my child a good friend? Absolutely. Am I, you have if you can't attack the positive, you can't say the positive without doing the negative. You right. Okay. You can't do it. So I do that too. I, I check Kamaya all the time. That's my baby. That's my Scorpio princess. But Kamaya is the lit. I, I check her all the time. <laughs> and I check Kaya. I check Kaya too. Kaya straight be like, well, I don't feel like being bothered. And I'm like, well, you can't do that. Why not? 
Right. Because you need to be able to communicate if that's right. your friend. Adam, you don't feel say, like talking right say now. To her, like, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. I'll hit you back tomorrow or give me a weekend. You can't just not answer your FaceTime when you've been talking to this girl all week. Right. And then you just cut her off because you are in the mood that's not being a good friend. Right. You need to be able to send her a text or let her know, listen, I need a minute. Because we all need a minute and that's right. okay. Right. They're little human beings just like us. We we still trying to figure it out at our, our big age and they trying to figure out at their young age. So we all got to kind of work together. You know, little little people, little children are still human beings just like the rest of us. Girl, listen, Mo, that girl, we could have had like 18 episodes about all I the- I know, but that's okay. That's okay. We I think, we, I think they kind of got the point. Of course they did. The whole point is we're going to have to run another episode back about some more shit at some point. I love talking to you because you are a realist. Like you don't pretend that you're perfect. You do obviously talk about like your experiences, your learning process, just everything in general, not just parenting, but in life. And that's why I appreciate like, you know, your stories. I mean, they be funny. They be real. They be, you know what I'm saying? You be vulnerable. So I love just watching your stories because you get a little bit of everything. So yeah. And don't think I'm not saying I'm perfect because a lot of people be like, oh, you know, when you, when you ask, when people ask me to do pods and speak, they be like, oh, well, what, what kind of, um, you know, why, why her or whatever, like she ain't no, no, I'm just speaking from my experience. I always tell people like, I try to be transparent because every time I do a pod episode, I always get a inbox full of, you know, yo, I, I can't talk to my family. I went through this. I went through that. And I'm not doing it to get the clout because I have I'm been offered. That. Yeah, I have been offered to do many a pie things. And I always let y'all know, like, y'all go hard. This is y'all, baby. Anything that I can do to help, I will. I don't mind interviewing. I don't mind speaking. I think I did a few with Yash. This is my first one with you. I did one. I did a few with one take. Or whatever, and it's just always just my life conversations. I don't. Right. But that's what we're person. looking for, based on the people you just listed. I know one take. I know y'all. That's what we're looking for. Uh, so a lot of people want to come on here because you're not a podcaster, and most of my episodes are either with other podcasters or you know someone on a platform. And you've been a supporter of my podcast, but I'm looking for that. I've had mad people like, oh, I'm on, but I'm like, and do what? Like. What you want to do on here? I asked you to come on based on a post that you posted on your story about your real life, just something you posted normally, because I want to have these conversations. These conversations are important, and I want it to be from somebody real like yourself, not somebody that's, you know, pretending to be perfect, because, you know, people could be who they want, but I like that you're always yourself. And I wanted you to come on here, Mo. So it's all love. Like, I want thank you for having me and keep loving on that little king. And keep encouraging him and keep speaking life into him, no matter what people say about, trust me, my daughter is 17. She's about to graduate. She has a choice of colleges and she can go wherever she want to go. And and I've always raised her this way. So, um, exactly. You have to do what's best for your children. Forget what everybody else has to say. Because at the end of the day, it's you and them. Absolutely. When they step out in the world, they represent you. So if you feel like you're doing right by him, 
then keep doing what you're doing, girl. Don't listen to what them crazy ass old folks got to say because they're gonna be right. stuck right in time while the generation just moving up, moving on ahead. Absolutely, right you too, you too. You keep doing your thing. I love to see it. I definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on and talking to my platform. I'm gonna have to have you come back. Um, I know Star don't like nobody knowing where the fuck to find her. I don't know if you <laughs> want to give you information. If not, then that's it, and that's all. <laughs> How about I don't even know my Instagram name. Um, okay. But I don't even know it. That's why. <laughs> it's something Jersey. But I mean, you guys can follow. It's nothing on there. But you, if you want to follow me, you can. I mean, there's you nothing know, people, on there. They're going to be like, oh, let me know. But if you want to talk, talk to me, you probably be, you probably better get, um, catch me up on, on Tuesdays or Thursdays in the comment section. Yes. <laughs> with uh, Rosie and y'all. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. So, yeah, so. Right, well, thank you again, Mo, for um You have a um enjoy your um Halloween weekend with the baby and you know you take care, Rosie. You too, thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye. Once again, thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode. I truly appreciated this conversation with my good sis Mo. Make sure y'all come back next week. I will be back to another mini tings, okay? Because I had to double up these guest episodes. But yes, another mini tings episode coming next week, next Wednesday, same place, same time. Until next time, y'all. Bye.